Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night shear. This is Nishmas of Ephraim Chanan Yom Tefripa. Hold on, sound must be weak by you. Chanan Yom Tefripa. And Shmuyaki Ben Mesha and Jeanette Vas Vrayma Coin. The Shabbos will be Achron Shal Pesach. Achron Shal Pesach, the last day of Pesach. Achinu B'nai Yisrael, our brothers in the Holy Land of Eretz Yisrael, will be laying this Shabbos, Pashas Achri Mois, and here in Chutz Laretz, we will still be laying Yom Tev, Kriya V'achim Shopezach. Tomorrow is Erev Yom Tov, the second days of Pesach. As we go into the last days, Shvi Shal Pesach, Achran Shal Pesach. Unlike for the last days of Sukkot, which are called Shmini Atzeres and Simchas Teira, making them their own entities, Shvi Shal Pesach and Achran Shal Pesach are not on their own entities. They are the seventh day of Pesach. Eighth day of Pesach, and of course, only Chatsi Hal and no Shehechiyanu, neither by Kiddush nor by candlelighting. Tomorrow it is very, very important that you remember. I hope to remind you again during the year for those who join late to make an Erev Tavshilan tomorrow. The Erev Tavshilam. The Erev, we all know, is made when we want to carry over from one domain to another. So an Erev is made on on Erev before Shabbos, um, enclosing the property, thereby making it all one property, and therefore you're not taking carrying from one domain to another. Here, Erev, we are bridging the day of Shabbos, the day of Yom Tov and the day of Shabbos. Because, technically speaking, you cannot cook. You can cook on Yom Tov for Yom Tov. But you cannot cook on Yom Tov for Shabbos. Because Yom Tov has the concept of Tzarech HaChag, and therefore we cook on Yom Tov. When it comes to cooking, even Yom Tif to a second day Yom Tif, you can't really cook. You need to cook prior to Erev Yom Tif for both days of Yom Tif. You can warm up things, etc., but even warming up at night, for example, the second Yom Tif, second day of Yom Tif, the night prior, you would need to um, wait till Yom Tif, till till not till Tzayse so the stars come out so that you can now cook for the next day. 
she cannot cook from one day to the next. If, however, you're preparing a, you're preparing a lot of food, and you need to prepare a little bit more or an extra food, an extra dish on the first day of the, of the last two days. As long as you partake of that food, not just taste it, but take a normal sized portion of it, then you would be allowed to cook for that second day. That item you'd be able to use the second day. However, when it comes as it comes this week, this year, as it comes out that Friday is one day yom and the second day yom is Shabbos. So therefore, we need to have an eight of tafshilin, even in Eretz Yisrael, where it's not going to be yom the second day anymore on Shabbos, but it will still be Shabbos. So even in Eretz Yisrael, they're going to need to make an eight of tafshilin. The nusach of the Eretz Yisrael is found in most Durim. The way the Eretz Yisrael is made is we take a matzah and something cooked, whether it be a piece of fish, a boiled egg, a piece of chicken, and we need to find an outsider that doesn't live in your house, won't eat in your house. And we need to get this outsider to come in, to take a hold of these items, these food items, and they hand them back to you and say, Anani Mazakeh, you will then say that the entire what's written inscribed in the Siddur, I be everybody, you make the bracha of Mrs. Adiv, and then you will say that we'd be able to light fire, be able to do cooking, etc. The question everybody always asks, I'm not home, I'm not gonna stay home, I'm not gonna be eating, but I still need to make Adiv Tashil the answer of course yes you do need to, because otherwise your wife cannot light Shabbos Licht because you don't have the aid of Tavshil. So it's not only for cooking itself purposes, but it's also for eating purpose, for candle lighting. If any kind of fire being lit, you need to have the aid of Tavshil. Shvisha Pesach. The Ness of Kriyas Samsov. Baruch Hashem, we speak always about the wonderful world of WhatsApp. Today, received, I don't know who he is, someone who said, very interestingly, Shvisha Pesach, midnight. It is a big merit to recite the Shira Sayyam. which is in Bishalach. So, since it is said that a zivug is kosher kriyas yamsuf for the Ebishter, that shiduchim are hard as hard as kriyas yamsuf splitting the Red Sea. So, but splitting the Red Sea, although it's that hard, it did ultimately take place. The miracle did transpire. And therefore, the miracle, just the, therefore that time, which was Chatzai Salayim, 
is a special auspicious moment and a moment for prayer and therefore one should pray for anything they want at that moment namely saying of course also the Shira or the story of reading the Kriyat Yamsuf in the Teda and that is a moment for prayer for being answered for anything that we ask for Bifrat, especially today's day and age where people are so very very in need of asking for Shiduchim etc this is an ideal time to ask the splitting of the Reed Sea. At that point, Oz, Yashir, Meisha, and we spoke many times about what Oz is all about, why only then did Meisha speak, did not speak prior to this, he did not sing prior to sorry, he sang then at that time, what was the reason for his singing at that time, and the reason we know is because Meisha at that time finally did tshuva for the fact that he had said that they would not believe in me referencing of course to the Jewish nation they would not believe in him when he would come to tell them to leave Mitzrayim and therefore HaKadosh Baruch Hu smote him at the time for Lashon Hara practically speaking what was the Lashon Hara? He said that the Jews won't believe in what I have to say. You're coming delivering my message, says HaKadosh What do you mean that they're too oppressed? They're too tortured? They're too broken to listen to my message? Honestly, what are you saying? But that was not what bothered Moshe. What disturbed the Almighty God is don't talk ill of a Jew. Who are you to say what they will or will not believe? You cannot insert yourself in someone else's heart, in someone else's mind. A person needs to have a munah. person needs to believe. There are many trials and tribulations, many things that happen to us that give us reason of doubt, that give us a cause of despair, that put, put us into despair. And we say to ourselves, I give up. I can't. The burden is too great. It's too much of a trial for me. Why me? I've already been through A, B, and C. Why do I have to go through D, E, and F also? Then you look over. Not far. To your right, to your left, over your shoulder. 
And you see somebody going through, maybe even worse than you're going through. They're always smiling. They're always happy. They're always satisfied. How? How do they do it? And the answer is simple. Their belief. Their amun Their belief in Ziyata Dishmaya. Believing that everything Hashem does is for a reason. And if this is what I'm being put through, it's a trial, a tribulation, a test. I need to be able to overcome it. But it's so hard. It's so much. It's so deep. It's so severe. Says Hakadosh Baruch Hu Those very Yidin, that very nation, that unfortunately is serving Avedizara, serving idol worship, worshiping idols. That very nation, who you think is too oppressed, too far gone, maybe you think. Therefore, you're saying, Hemli Aminuli. Baruch was very unhappy with him. And in the end, they brushed Moshe off several times. Until Moshe actually took the Yidna Aramitzrayim. And then they came to Yamsuf. They came to the sea. And to their right and to their left was a desert. In front of them was a sea. And behind them was the Egyptians. And once again they went into despair. Once again they began to cry. They began to scream out and cry out. Hakash Baruch could not believe it. What are they screaming about? I told them it's going to be good. I told them they're leaving Egypt. But the Egyptians were coming down on them. And they felt always lost. To which Baruch says, Speak to them, tell them to go forward. And they do. They, in the form of Nachshim and Aminadav, steps into the water and lets the water go, rise higher and higher, literally until his neck. And finally, the miracle of the splitting of the Red Sea. And the Red Sea splits, and the whole story transpires, the Eden Cross, etc. 
Az Yashi Meisha. Meisha's Shira. One of the ten Shiras, the tenth being that of Mashiach, when he reveals himself and takes us out of exile. And one of the things that is mentioned in the Shira, Tivi Eimai, Vesito Eimai, Bahanach Loscha, in the mount of your inheritance, Mochein Leshivtcha Pa'alta Hashem Midosh Adnai Kein Liyadecha. Reference to the Holy Temple and the Holy Mount. The singing praise for this miracle that just occurred. The water split. Where does the base coming into the praise? Talk about going into Israel. Makes sense. Because you're leaving Mitzrayim, you're going to Israel. But the building of the Beis Hamikdash, Machan Shiv Tchbalt Hashemikdash Adne Kani Yedecha. What is it doing here? What is this doing in the middle of a shira that is praising God for a miracle He just performed? You maybe want to say that the Jews knew they were out of Egypt when they were settled in in, in Etzisau. When were they settled in Etzisau? When the Beis Hamikdash was built. Because until David Melech, they didn't conquer the whole land. So therefore, the being, and, and therefore, the being of English only took place after everything was at peace. It's a little stretching. The Apostle says here, in the Besamidosh here, has nothing to do with the conquering and entering its soul. It's a praise of its own. At the end of the Shira it says, Hashem Yimleich Liyelam Vod. Baruch will rule forever. And the Ramban explains, The saying now that it was shown, that the Melech, the king and ruler of everything, Sheshiyah's Avad have saved his servants, Avad Es Merdav, and see to it that we destroyed the re- those who re- re- rebelled against him. This should happen for all generations. Our enemies should always fall, and we should always be saved from any kind of peril. means to say the main point of the Shira is not only a praise and a thanks for the, mer- the actual miracles that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did by destroying Mitzrayim it's a praise on the fact that through Kriyas Yamsuf every generation every kingdom 
will know how HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the ruler of the entire world. And we see it with the destruction of Egypt and all other ways that HaKadosh Baruch Hu shows it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu overcame all natural, didn't overcome them. He out how would you use the word? He took that he did away with all natural boundaries. For what? To save and redeem the Jews. So the Tachas Hashlemus of the revelation of Machus Shakaj Baruch Pale was in order to be Mekayim, the commandment of Asul Midash Vishakam Tivisekam. That I should be able to live and dwell in the Migdash of the Abishta and the Binya Besamigdash, which will come down to rule and to rest in the land. And therefore the Binya Besamigdash edition was the Gula Sisrael in its completion from all enemies around it. There was no nation that had any kind of shlita over the Jews at that time in the, in the land of Israel. And therefore the Besamigdash being mentioned in the Shira Sayyam. Because the idea, the mainstay point of the Shira Sayyam is on the revelation of Malchus HaShalakaj Baruch which comes Bishlemus in the Binyan Besamidosh. The Binyan Besamidosh. And the creation of the world. The Mechilta says on the Pasuk he created only with one hand. Say the Oretz, my hand built the world. But when it came to building when it came to build the Beis Hamidash, Kvayachal, Bishteyadav, two hands. Shnemet says, Migdash, Havaya, Kenu Yodecho, your hands. What's the connection to the building of the Beis Hamidash with two hands, Yodcho, to the Shira Seyam? Which was creation of the world one year, one hand. Perhaps we could say the main point of Shira Sayyam was Shvach. This Shvach on the fact that the Yamsov split and therefore as we said before is Galsam the revelation of God's realm over the world. And as we said before, that took place in the building of the temple, the Besamidash. And this is also the concept of being Hamikdash Vishtayadov. The difference pastus Maitsa Nasa Biad Echod, Maitsa Nasa 
the difference simply of a person that does something with one hand and somebody that does something with two hands. That something's done with two hands. He's involved totally with this. When you do it with one hand, you can do something else also. You can multitask, as they say in America. And do with another hand something else. Now we see B'riya Shemayim Varetz. During B'riya Shemayim Varetz, in the left hand, B'ra Shemayim Bimin. Excuse me, during the creation of the world, with his left hand, he created with his right hand the heavens. Afyoda Yisada Eretz, V'yemini Tavcha Shemayim. And this is the Teichin, the Chilik between the world that was created with one hand, and the Migdash that was built with two. The world for itself is not recognizable, the revelation. You only find the true essence of the world. This is created with one end. Mashengen the Besamidosh, the Shekhinah rested there. And this was done with ten miracles. It rose above all nature's courses and forces. Therefore, we find that Dafka through the building of the Beis Hamikdash was the revelation of Hakadosh Baruch Hu in the world to its ultimate level, highest level. The Kindelach, Kindelach were in Golis Mitzrayim. They were in the exile. When they came to Kriyat Yamsuf, Chazal says. If we keep a score at home, you might say to eat all of them at days. I will apologize, actually, I'm not going, I, maybe we'll, like I'm mentioning Saita now. So I'm mentioning something in Saita, we learned Saita, as we said, from the beginning of Svira Saimer. For those who did Tavim Mayav ready, today was the fifth day of the Svira. Those who have not yet, don't hear me. You can hear me, it doesn't matter. As long as you don't say it, hopefully you're still making a bracha. And tonight is the fifth day of the Eimah. With the Yimara, we give a score home, the Sechel Seita Yiralef on the Beis says, Hey, Mekiru Tchila, they recognize HaKadosh Baruch first. Although in the Yam, Moshe Rabbeinu was there, Yeshua, and all the great people of the Jewish nation, the 70 elders, etc. <coughs> Still in all, who recognized the Baruch first? The children. They were born during the tremendous turmoil and the hardships of Egypt. And they were educated the way it needed to be. And therefore they were the first to see godliness with their own fleshy eyes, and they showed, they pointed with their fingers, Zer Keli V'Aveil. We know the whole story, how it works. The Jews were told they had to throw the boys into the Nilos. And therefore the children were taken out into the fields. And they were taken, they were buried 
they were out in the fields, and one of them, if the Egyptians came to the fields, they buried the children under the ground, they hid them. The Malachim raised the children, angels. They raised the children, they fed the children, they saw to the children's needs. The children were given water from the stones, whatever it might have been. But they saw godliness throughout the entire stay in Egypt. They came back to join their parents as they, as they left Egypt. And the parents asked, where have you been? You ask every teenager that. Definitely little kids, especially since they... Really, first question should have been, who are you? They took you as an infant. How do I possibly recognize you as my child? But the children knew where they had to go. They had their social security cards and their address. Yes, that was a joke. Ha ha. Um, the children joined their parents. And they told the parents, and the parents said, how did you possibly live? And we left you in the fields. What, what kept you alive? And they told the parents about getlachkeit, about godliness, that they were revealed godliness in the fields, and it was shown to them, came, and how they were fed, etc., etc., What's the parent's first reaction when your child's been away for a few hours extra? Uh-huh. Tell it somebody else. What's the true story, boy? And they, they cried and begged them, please, please please, believe me, this is what had happened. But obviously this didn't work. They had nothing, the, the sales pitch wasn't good enough. When they came to the Amsaf, therefore, they pointed and they said, this is the HaKadosh Baruch that we were talking about. This is that holiness that we had mentioned to you. Here it is. And they pointed with their fingers. Even though we're now in exile. Even though found, excuse me, even though they were found in the exile of Egypt, children need to be educated in the way of We are a minority, and we need to stay not stay a minority, but we need to stay away from the majority. We are exclusive. There are many more non-Jews. Sorry. The non-Jewish children are many more than us. And their behavior is not that of a Jewish child. Still in all, we are prepared to prepare our children that we need to leave Egypt. We need to go to a desert. Totally rely on our college Baruch we come into circumstances in our lives that we need, we are in despair, as we said before. We are totally, we don't know anymore where we could turn, what is the next thing we could possibly do. The lesson here is to tell us we need to know, we need to rely on our Kaddish Baruch And He will let us through, lead us through the Midbar, this horrible midbar agadul vaneda, nachash sarav akravitz mayna sheimayim, all the ways that the desert was described in Pashas Ekev and the Varim, 
And yet, we persevere and we continue and we conquer. Why? Because so HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants it to be. And know that Egypt is now behind you. And although the, Egypt, the Egyptians were behind them, and the two sides of the desert were to their sides, and the Yam in front of them, they were not worried. These children are capable of splitting the Yamsuf. And this, therefore, is a lesson for all future generations. The Kim of B'nai Sol, the existence of our nation, is above nature. We are constantly relying on miracles. We can't get enough of them. Actually, we say Maidani every morning because we had a miracle. We woke up. But not just miracles, miracles that are way, way above nature. Through whom do we merit these miracles? Through the Kindlach that called out Zekheli <coughs> Vyaveu. Before their parents, before their grandparents recognized it, they recognized it. And it says when he gave the Kriyasyamsuf, not enough that the world's water split, but more than that, the water itself became a wall that protected the Jews. And this is every generation. In the merit of the little Kindalach that call out Zakeli Mavayum, not only will all decrees be nullified and see to it that the Jewish nation continues and perseveres, does mitzvahs, but more than that, this punishment that it seems on its own, as the water looked or seemed to them, as a punishment, as their sure death, as their sure grave, this itself becomes their protector. Let's visit Kriya Samsov. Two artists I wanted to just add now. I'd like to give a shout out as a happy birthday to my son. His birthday tonight. I should mention Kol Tuv Sela, Bris Nechayna, Hatzlocha, the Mudim, the Tefilas, etc. Arichas Shem Veshanim Langi Gezuntiyar. Yibad Lachayim Tevim Shalom. Tonight is the yard site of my great grandfather, whom I've named after, Yisroch Yaakov and Yosef. My mother's grandfather and great grandfather, I'm sorry. And we should all be married to Kitzvranu Sheikh Neyafar and find ourselves in Yerushalayim with Melech HaMashiach. So let's visit Kriyas Yamsuf. The splitting of the sea. The Medish tells us 
that during Kriyas Yamsuf, the walls, as they were, on the side, put in the oven. <laughs> the walls grew trees. And the trees bore fruits. And the fruits were ripe. And they took them and they fed them to the birds. The children took them. And fed them to the birds. And ultimately we see the birds sing along with the Yidin in the Shira. We have a cloud. We have a generalization that we know. The Almighty doesn't make a miracle for nothing. Every miracle is accounted for, is a reason for it, why HaKadosh Baruch performed that miracle for the, whoever it might have been. So in that case, we have a little question here. What is the reason? Because the reason that HaKadosh Baruch doesn't just perform miracles uh, wholesale is because nature is a creation as well. And from this, it's creation of God Himself. Although nature (coughs) elevates, goes higher sometimes, godliness, Sixtus explains, that Teva, is from Russian, Tuva V'yamsuf, just like something that is soaking in a yam, in water, and is covered, totally enveloped in water, and therefore the thing that the, whatever is inside the water, is totally covered by it. And the naked eye sees only the water, although I know somebody that was sitting and counting the fish in the water the other day, talking, he doesn't understand I'm talking about him. So when we look at it, we only see the water, we don't see the inside of the water. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I have a snitch that. So too, nature covers the world in such a way as if it's as if um, the world's actually running on its own. And the fact of the matter is Hamachadesh Betuve Bakholyim Tomit. My severatious. God continuously is creating and recreating the world like when he did with the creation of the world. In the first days. But nature, the world continues and does its thing. It has, nature takes its course, as we say. But that's 
And we can almost think or believe that it's nature that's running the show. Water flows down, fire goes up. Is the nature? No. Water. The world goes and continues to to go lead and lead exist in such a way that one sometimes would even think that it's, it's natural. It's natural, as we say. And Chas Shalom, there's no ruler over the world. That's how the world is actually set up and created. In essence, nature is a miracle. Although, because nature itself was created by God. The nature wonders or leadership of Shemayim and Aretz. The Ebesha says, I instituted and there's a Kavana. There's an actual intention behind the whole order of how nature works. Therefore, God doesn't necessarily make a miracle, any change in nature, if there's no force for it, no real reason for it. Because He didn't want to, He doesn't want to rock the boat. He doesn't want to take the thing out of course, take it off its course. But, push comes to shove, Bare nature is a miracle. So, based on the fact that HaKadosh Baruch does not perform miracles for naught, we need to understand here what happened here. The Jews were in trouble. They were in peril. They were worried. They were scared. In order to save them, they had to get over the water. HaKadosh Baruch made a miracle and split the water. Thank you. Why trees? Why add another miracle here? That trees grew out and there were fruit as soon as the tree grew. It's not nature. Nature, you plant the seed, you water it, you nurture it, it becomes a sapling, it becomes a tree, and then it first starts to blossom and get fruits. There's an order. Why the miracle? Another thing we need to understand, what was the whole miracle of Kriya Samsa? 
the water itself could have just dried up. Well, it dried up, and that's it. It's, it happens in, in, in the nat- nature world. Riverbanks, riverbanks dry up. It just, it melted, it dissipated, it's over. No more yam. Remember, we're talking about God here. He has to keep everything. Dry up the whole water. What's the drama about? At the end of the day, he was worried about Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston was not famous. He was an actor. And they wanted to make a movie, Ten Commandments. The whole Who had the movie was the splitting of the Red Sea. Hollywood had a blast with it. I've told the story many times. A little boy in Hebrew school comes home and tells his mother Passover's coming. It's just Passover's coming, that's a wonderful child. Why is Passover? What happened to Passover? Oh! <laughs> My teacher taught me the Jews left Egypt. They were slaves and they left, and therefore we celebrate. Oh, really? Now, the mother had gone to Hebrew school as well. And she loved the story of Kriya Samson. It was always her pe- favorite story. The winds were blowing and the waters were split. Her favorite. So the child is telling her the story now. She says, okay, they left Egypt and what happened? She was so looking forward to her child telling her the story. The child says, they got to the sea The Egyptians were chasing them. And they started to cry. They didn't know what to do. Because there was a desert, there was water. Egyptians, it was terrible. And what happened? The child started to shake on one foot to the next. The child says, um, they took barrels. And they made a bunch of barrels. Made a bridge with the barrels over the water. And the Jews jumped from barrel to barrel. They got across the, the whole Yom Suf. And the last few Jews were strong guys with axes. And they broke all the barrels as they went through, so the Egyptians couldn't chase them. 
My mother was flabbergasted. I send my child to Hebrew school. I pay money for that. To come back with a distorted story of my favorite story. I cannot take that. I cannot. I cannot stand for that. And the mother says, "Are you sure that this is the story that your teacher taught you?" The child, seeing that they were caught by a lie, starts to cry, starts to bury his face, his face in his sleeve, is sobbing. And the mother says, I understand that I, you know I caught you by a lie. <coughs> but is that the story or not? child says, Mom, if I would tell you the story my teacher taught me, you'd have, have me committed in a lunatic asylum. You'll never believe the story he told me. So obviously the concept of Kriyas Yamsuf was a big thing. Why couldn't he make the barrels? Why couldn't he dry the water? What's the thing with the walls? And again, they're walking through the river. Okay, they're walking through the Yamsuf. What happened? The Ruach Kodim Azakalalaiva, the wind was blowing, and it built a wall. Stop the water from flowing in the wall, a wall formed. Wonderful. One wall stopped. They saw the water stopping before them. They saw the miracle performed. And they were happy and they celebrated and let's eat. But no. Again, it doesn't suffice. The Pasik tells us, the waters became walls from their right side and their left side. Two walls. What happened here? It'd be enough of a miracle, the one wall. It would be enough of a miracle to dry the water up. But if you not make that one, at least make one wall, what do you need two walls for? So we need to say the miracle of from right and from left there was a wall and the miracle of the trees is not just a side miracle. But this was all part and parcel of the actual miracle of Kriyas Yamsuf. And therefore the story of Kriyas Yamsuf the Teda tells us twice. When the waters actually became a wall, it was once. And when the Eden went in, the Jews came into the, into the water, which was watered to the dry land. And again mentions the, wa- mentions, mentions the, world, the walls from the right and from the left. So the Jews already took over, they went over it through the Yam. And the Mitzrayim drowned. And 
And this shows us that Mayim Chaim was right and the left. That this fact that it was on the right and the left was a miracle in its own, which was needed and necessary. On the Pasuk of Amayim Lemchem Minam Yismelam, the Mechilta tells us that at that time, the Jews were not in good shape spiritually. They were still serving idol worship, as we said before. And therefore, there were certain angels that came making a lot of noise. And they said, B'nai Adam, People that serve idols are going on the dry land in the water. Not everybody obviously was serving, but there were those. And therefore they were included in everybody. And this decree was being brought down on them. What is the difference between them and the Egyptians? Why do they deserve such a miracle? And the Chiltus finishes off. Me Garamlam Yisrael Ninatul Miminam Mismelam. What saved them from right and from left? Miminam. What does it mean? The right side, because the schus of Torah that they would ultimately receive. It says in the pasuk, Miminam Eishdas Lomai that the tailor received is from the right side. So therefore we know what Miminam stands for. Umismelam is Tfilah. Or some others say Tfilin. Which means that Tailor and Tfilah or Tfilin, these two staples of the Jewish lifestyle are right and left. And they were the pillars, they were the beams, they were the walls that were set up and protected the Jews from both sides. And led them to their salvation. Why did we need both? Back to the question. Why did we need both? What was wrong with either having only Teda or only Tfila? And besides which, Teda makes sense. They were going to Mount Teda. What does that have to do with Tefillah, with Davening? The Yidin now were leaving the Amsaf and they were going straight to Mount Tera. Ultimately, everything here had a purpose. Ultimately, everything leads to one point of service to God. And therefore, the service to God we see the ground of the Yamsuf was Daimim, the four parts of the world. There's Daimim, Tzameach, Chai, and Medaber. The Daimim, the ground, according to its nature, is planted, things are planted within it, and it causes it to grow. However, as we said before, there's a process. Akash Baruch then took this very Daimim that has a process. And made it semeach, made a tree. Boom, one shot, another miracle. What was the semeach for? For the chai, for the birds that the kindle fed it to. 
So who joined in in the Shira when they sang to God? The birds sang together with the Jews. Based on the miracle that happened with the Daimim and Tzemeach. Therefore, the Shira that in essence took place was Daimim, Tzemeach, Chaya and Medaber together. All united over one miracle that took place between the Kriyas, by just by Kriyas Yamsuf. <coughs> Very involved questions I'm not going to answer unfortunately now due to the shortness of time. All stories of Teda teach a lesson how we have to serve God in our daily life. Especially these happenings of Kriyas Yamsuf we have every single day. Every day a Jew needs to be able to work on themselves to reveal the hidden part of the neshama that comes out through the person itself how to serve God without any boundaries. Miminam umasmelam, both their tefillah and their and their teira. All azachonalam and teira. And we know, of course, that Azal tell us, if the Jews would not have sinned, keep his score at home, he can mutter in the Dorim, 22, side 2, if the Jews had not sinned, then this Yitzhiya's Messiah would have been the ultimate redemption. And therefore, incorporating everything, both in Demim Tzemeh, Chayim, Medaber, we need to put ourselves together and incorporate everything that we have to make the world a better place and a place to live in. We said before, Kriya Samsuf was only a moment that the strength was given, in essence, really afterwards by Matan which is where we went to, which is where we ultimately need to go to, to the accepting of Teda. So looking at these beams, these pillars of Teda, I see now the godliness that gives us life, so that because of Mamish, when it been a scholar to everybody, it says, All all creations will see that this is all from God and it will be revealed and we will see Dvar Avaya, the words of God itself, himself in everything that happens we will be meriting, we will merit the Geula Amit Zashlema Ayyadei Mashiach Tzikainu Bekarev Mamash and this will take us this very Yamtiv through the Kriyas Yamsuf of our lives and the Yamsuf will split for all of us all our hardships, trials and tribulations, whether it be health, money, shidduch, whatever it might be, will split, will part for us, so that we'll be able to go through it, overcome it, and be able to merit to the ultimate revelation of the Geula, Amitiz Vashnema Yidei Mashiach Tzikeinu. This Yom Tev, do not forget to make Erev Tavshilin. Good Shabbos, good Yom Tev to all.